This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan at this time. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's get up and get him. You've been laying up there in the barn for a while and gotten lazy and stiff, and we got to get back on the road. The Old Trailblazer is ready to go. Are you ready to go, old Dan? I had a man wrote me the other day and sent me $100 and said, Get old Dan a sack of oats there, Trailblazer, and get him back on the road and brush him up a good bit and uh, oil him up, if you will. We used to have a real lot of trouble with, with horse flies around our animals. My dad would get, get that horse fly stuff, and we'd take a, a turkey feather and put it around their ears and around their hoofs and all. So get that for old Dan, Trailblazer. Well, I appreciate folks doing that for me. The old Trailblazer is just an old country boy the Lord picked up and saved back there several years, many years ago after having lived a life on the farm down here. And uh, I told folks I was so green, the geese followed me around. But I appreciated my lifestyle. My dad and mother were hardworking people back there during the Depression, and we, were, we came up poor. And uh, the Lord, I, one of the things I look back on, my folks, I look back at the Lord providentially. I'm a firm believer in the providence of God. Everything that happens, the Lord has his hand on it. And don't, don't I tell my folks here, you know, I, I'm just a country boy. I, I do. I don't have any highfalutin education. But I tell my folks, let's just live our lives. Let's get up in the morning. Thank the Lord for a good night's rest. Thank the Lord for your family, for your wife and your children, if you have them. And then thank them for a job. Thank the Lord for your job. If you have a good paying job out there, or if it's not a you know, just a small paying job, I've, I started off making 50 cents an hour when I was a young man, my friend. But listen, the Lord has never let me go. We recently got in control or use of what we call Radio Missions Radio. You go there to our website, radiomissions.org, and you can see this is a 24-hour, seven days a week radio uh, that belongs to Radio Missions, our church here. And it has all of our live broadcasts at their regular scheduled time. And then we have classical broadcasts other times. We have the radio choir singing uh, off and on during those times with various and sundry announcements and those things. And beautiful music. We have nine a CD choir, choir CDs that we made here of our late choir before they were disbanded after Katrina. And uh, those are sell for $5 a piece. One through nine is about 18 songs. We only sing the old blood songs and the old, old gospel song. But we, I would like to invite you to go there to uh, hear Radio Missions uh, radio station. It's an electronic thing, of course. But if you need help, you write me. And then if you hear it and you enjoy it, write me and let me know about that. We, we're beginning to bring you some thoughts on our home. I believe one of the most important uh, subjects that we can talk about, surely salvation of a soul is the most important thing. And that's what uh, I do day by day. My heart is grieved because I see so much uh, uh, frivolousness and sinfulness and uh, a lack of concern about the soul. I tell folks here, the greatest thing that ever happens to an individual is to be first awakened to the fact that you need to be saved. I've talked to scores of people who have no clue that they're a sinner, have no clue that they are not saved. They just accepted the fact that maybe when they was a child, uh, their dad or mother had them baptized in the church, and they think they're saved. But my friend, that's not salvation. Salvation is coming to see yourself as a sinner, poor old lost sinner, no hope, 
And then the Lord allowing you, permitting you, providing you with the truth. And, the, and I believe the Lord has given us that grace here at Radio Missions, the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, all of our services. We are, we are old-fashioned, old-time gospel. I had a man ask me one day, he said, are you folks independent churches? I said, no, we're dependent. We're the most dependent people you've ever met. And uh, I often invite folks to come here. Our fellowship time last Sunday in October and the last Sunday in April. And uh, those things are uh, yearly. We give you more information. But also, if you'd like a copy of our magazine, we publish a magazine, The Voice of Truth. On a quarterly basis, you write me or call me. I'll be glad to put your name there on, on, the, on the list. It's $3 a year for the subscription. That doesn't even pay for the paper and the ink. But we, it's a missionary work. And we have articles in there by the late Pastor Shelton, by Brother Spurgeon and Whitfield and Max Shane. And we have letters to the Children's Story Hour there. And, and uh, all of those things are available. But let's get back in our study. We want to start on, begin uh, some thoughts on our home and our children. One of the things that uh, impressed upon my heart is that we, as, as parents, we bring those children into the world. They are our responsibility. I know, I know what it looks like out there today. Children, little old ragamuffins are thrown away because of infidelity and sin and those things. But my friend, if you bring a child into this world, you, you have a responsibility. You will have to answer to the Lord how you brought that child up. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about is uh, what, what you should do as a parent. In the Proverbs 22, you know, Proverbs was written by uh, Solomon, the wisest man in the world. That's what it was. He was known as the wisest man who ever lived. And he said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. That's Proverbs 22, 6. Oh, my friend, that's not my words. I could echo those words for you. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Let me tell you what I see today on the scene. And and I've heard so many express it. Well, I'm not going to do my child like my folks did me. They were so strict on me, I couldn't bat my eyes. Well, I'm just going to let my child have his way. I'm going to let him or her do whatever they want. Well, I see that, and now I see the fruit of it. But listen, I suppose that uh, most so-called Christians are acquainted with this verse of Scripture. I hope they are. I hope they are. But listen, uh, it's not a new text. The world is old. It's been here a long time. We live in the days now when there's a, a mighty zeal for education in every quarter. That's all you can hear on the news. This, this educational thing, and all of those are great. I'm glad. But they say, uh, well, no child left behind. And I thought much about that. On a religious vein, many, many of our children are left behind. Oh, my friend. We, we don't do enough for our children. I, I believe we have a, a little Sunday school classes on our regular churches every Sunday morning, 40, 45 minutes with a teacher teaching them the scriptures maybe. Out of a 24-hour day, they get 45 minutes. What about your home, my friend? Do you read 
at an early age for your children when they're when they're young, very young. You know, most children are very curious. They like books. They like uh, pictures. They like puzzles. They like those things. And there's a great opportunity to teach them uh, the scriptures using uh, pictures in the in the children's books of of uh, those those characters and about the flood and all of those things. It's it's a great opportunity to teach them the scriptures. And when they as they grow older, if you're spiritually minded, you can begin then to teach them that man is a sinner by nature, that man loves sin, and he's going astray as soon as he was born. Tell them that story of the creation. Tell them how that the Lord created Adam and Eve from the dust of the earth for Adam, and he took a rib out of Adam and created a helpmeet because he said it's not good that man should be alone. I know that these are rambling thoughts. I understand that, my friend, but I'm trying to get you to think. Are your children hearing anything about this about the Lord God of heaven? Or are we just are they coming up as uh, what we used to call unchurched? No church for see. I was born in a home that was not religious. I had no religious training whatsoever, and I look back on those things, and I miss I missed all of those things when I was young because it, my family was not religious. But I praise the Lord when I became a young man. Went in the Navy as a young man, got out of high school, served some time in there, came home, met my wife. Never hadn't met her before. Went out on a blind date, met my wife. She was a religious girl, and we married shortly after that, and she wanted me to go to church with her, and I did. little church that she was going to and was having a revival meeting, and she wanted me to go. Naturally, that's a natural thing. And I, I began to go with her, and they had a revival services there in the summertime. And this little young evangelist, I say he talked me into coming to, to joining that church. I did. They equated joining that church with salvation. The preacher told me that night I made a, a decision, so-called, to trust Jesus. And he told me I was saved. That's the only way I knew it. I didn't know revelations from Genesis or any, any of those things. I didn't know any of those things. But anyhow... The Lord could have left me there, but he didn't. No, this was before I ever had children. And my wife and I had no children at that time. And uh, the Lord could have left me there, but he didn't. Providentially, there we go again. Providentially, the Lord brought me into contact with the late Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr. under an old gospel tent out here in the country somewhere. And I heard the gospel for the first time, that man was a sinner. Man is a sinner, lost and undone, and needs to be saved, needs to be washed and cleansed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by his grace and by his mercy, he opened my heart. Let me see. I thought I was saved. That little preacher told me I was saved, and I didn't, I didn't argue with him. But when I heard the gospel, the scripture says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And when I heard the gospel, I knew that I was not saved. It was by the work of the Holy Spirit, of course, which is a marvelous work, my friend. No individual knows the truth or ever gets saved without the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we'll, we'll tell you more about that later. But our thought today is about our homes. And I began at that time early when my children began to uh, be born. I have t- two girls and a boy and sitting under Pastor Shelton's ministry. He was a great teacher and a Bible scholar, and he's 
he explained those things as I'm trying to do to you. And uh, he asked the Lord to enlighten his, he had a large congregation and I was part of it. And we, we went there as often as we could to New Orleans and heard the gospel. And I come to see that man is a sinner by nature, must be saved, must be uh, awakened, first of all, to see his need, and then come to know the Lord in, in the forgiveness of sin. What a, what, a, what a blessing, my friend. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. We'll get back on this in our next study, looking at uh, uh, our children, our home. What kind of home do you have, my friend? Are you concerned about your children? They have an immortal soul. Remember, my mailing address is the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.